Welcome to Mama Legend interview number 52. Wow. Christine Ankatel. Number 52, Christine. Wow, I know. I know. So many legends. So many legends. Mm. And boy, have you earned the status of oh, legend. Thank you. <laughs> Look at you. So. Shit by time. <laughs> time, dedication, experience, yeah. all of that. Mm. Tell us how you came into the world of drama and education. Right. Um, after I, I, I spent my whole life when I was growing up being involved in theatre. Mm -hmm. Mum and Dad were involved in it. Um, so amateur theatre, you know, doing all of that sort of stuff. So it was, it was an intrinsic part of my life. Um, and I sang in bands when I was at university doing my first degree, which was Sydney University. Um, and interestingly enough, even though Suds was going really big there, I was very involved in my band. We were called Gestalt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. The sum of the parts so was, was, yes, I was very much so. Um, it was a lot of fun. And in fact, uh, a number of friends got together and married after coming and seeing us playing at Sydney Uni and that. So, how about that? We brought you a few people together. The I know the matchmakers. Um, <laughs> now, after that, I, I was uh, uh, I finished that degree, which was majoring in in uh, English literature and history. But again, I'd been doing um, playing in the band and performing in little productions around the place, but the band was taking up most of the time. Uh -huh. After that, I worked for a little while at East Sydney Technical College, it was called then, and I was teaching ancient history and English for mm -hmm. half a minute. Um, <laughs> and then, then um, uh, because mum and dad were living in Adelaide, I'd go and visit them quite regularly. And... Um, I remember there was a notice for auditions for a tour around South Australia and I thought, why not? So I went on that tour. It was, a, I cannot even remember, what I, know, I remember it was something about, somebody else will probably remember, but there was death, murder, mayhem in it. You know, it was fantastic. Wow. And um, doing that, and I got the job, and doing that, and in fact, I remember a couple of the actors in it going, you, you came from Sydney to Mojave? Yeah, well, you know, mum and dad lived down here, it's great, you know. And that was an amazing <laughs> theatre group that, um, uh, and within that group, there were a number of um, fantastic actors, performers, who had started to talk about going to NIDA. They were going to audition at the end of that year. And um, I had never really thought about that to be, I guess I was having a lot of fun doing, doing all the stuff that I was doing without necessarily formalising it, if that yes, makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I auditioned, I got in, uh, and then I had an incredible three years at NIDA. It was in the days of when they used to talk about, well, we'll break you down and then build you back up again. Whoa, you know, whoa. tough, like being in the army. A bit like being in the army. Um, if you actually compared how they, I mean, no regrets, but if you, if you compared their educational philosophy in terms of how they were, it's different now. Um, for example, taking on board about 29 people, something like that, and only 16 graduate. 
So every year you're saying goodbye to a group of friends. It, it was a strange, we wouldn't do that in education, we wouldn't do that in school. No, you know what I mean? No, so not it's very interesting thinking well, about not, that because you mentioned you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't yeah. come to the nap plan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, um, but it was an extraordinary experience. So, of course, that led to, to a professional career. And that led to working with Queensland Theatre Company and Nimrod and Le Boite. And during that time, I also uh, developed a love of directing. Mm -hmm. So I was, uh, I remember working with Queensland Theatre. Um, it was a crazy, wonderful time. Um, the first one was The Circle, which has got that famous line in it, anyone for tennis? <laughs> 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 and I came on in the tennis outfit there. It was great. Um, Alan Edwards was the artistic director there, a lovely, lovely, lovely man. Um, so during the time I started, uh, I, I directed with, um, in their theatre school, with Ensemble Theatre, I directed with, I did the, um, I did the inaugural version, uh, production of female parts at Le Boite Theatre. I know that was I quite a big that. thing because I was only in my 20s and I remember thinking, do you think people come? This is a, you know, it's a really strong feminist piece mm. and we were expecting, we, you know, we didn't know what to expect, whether it would be, because it was in the time of Joe Bielke Peterson and we thought, well, there could be either tumbleweed running through the foyer <laughs> or people will come. And I remember the first night when um, I went outside and said how it's going and, they th and the, one of the girls at the box office said, just come here. And she took me outside and showed me the line of people going down the street. How I think Brisbane was desperate for, for, for some relevant theatre in terms of mm. um, what was happening in um, socially in women's lives. Um, it, it was just the zygrist of the time. It was an amazing experience. They just wanted more than pumpkin scones. <laughs> they always <laughs> did. I mean, Brisbaneites <laughs> are very, very practical when it comes to their politics. Um, so that then I worked with Le Boite on their, funnily enough, their inaugural theatre in education piece, which ah, was so the mystery of the, Mulligan's. Here comes the, here comes the link. Thread, yeah. yeah. So that's where I started for the very first time to go into schools, and began to realise um, the extraordinary impact that theatre had uh, on young people in terms of. Um, uh, a, inspiration, B, uh, a message, whatever that message might be. When I went to school, <laughs> I went to Loretto at Kiribilli and I remember we were very naughty. <laughs> I remember us being with quite a different experience being taken. I remember one in particular, I think it was Anthony and Cleopatra mm. at the, uh, and I think, I think it was at the building that used to be the music hall in Neutral Bay. Oh, I yes, think, I yes. think somebody could, can correct me. Um, and, and I remember that there were, uh, because all girls school, we were we had our jaffers and all of that, and there were a number of, um, if I recall, male models in the in the cast. We girls thought that was just great, and one of them was standing there looking very heroic, and he set fire to the curtains, <gasps> and so we had a wonderful time with the fires going. They had to come and put it out and all of that. That had been my experience at school with theatre and education, but here with the Le Boite being the first one. Um, 
Yes, quite an extraordinary experience with all the things that can happen when you have to perform in theatre and education, like turning up for a show that actually requires projections and them saying to you, is this basketball court okay? Can oh, you perform here? Yeah. You know, you just... No dedicated spaces. No dedicated spaces. Um, but boy, I got, to, I got to see a lot. It was remarkable. So, and um, so how's the step from that world into the world of actively teaching? Well, it was quite interesting because then I got the job at, as artistic director at Patch Theatre. Yeah. And that's where it was a theatre and education company, which was very interesting because it was right at the end that um, the end of the TIE groups. There had been yes. an amazing, amazing time where the education departments in various states supported teams of teachers. So yes. I got to know a lot of teachers um, within the school system there in South Australia and a lot, even though it wasn't TIE, it was drama in education, of course uh, our audience were, were schools and I started, that's when I started the, the link, created the uh, the connection and the, the partnership with the Festival Centre. Yes. And we did, they would underwrite our main stage productions and we would put them, we had one main stage production a year at the, um, at the Festival, Festival Centre. I think that's where, and always the underlying message was, um, you have a right to be here. Whatever piece we did, mm. that was the underlying message. Yes. You are special, you are welcome your child of the universe, welcome, you know. Yeah. And so I, I finished that job, fell in love, moved to Melbourne, was working, did quite a bit as a director with Handspan and a few with Nimrod, a couple of independent shows. Um, Melbourne was a very different, kind of in a very exciting place to Adelaide, you know. Um, people would cross over, but again, uh, Handspan was a very interesting time too because remarkable, remarkable people in that company was very sad when that company folded for lots of different reasons. It was through that when I was at um, in Melbourne that I started teaching at the VCA, oh. but in the School of Music production. Right. And it, that was when Ron McConaughey was there. So I was working with the undergraduate program during the day and the postgraduate opera school program at night. Ron was inspirational, absolutely. And working with those postgraduate students and, and then the undergraduate students in the day, that's when, um, and I was working at Melbourne Conservatorium as well, and I was working at ANAM, teaching production skills. Because, of course, singers spend most of the time in that curve of the piano mm. and mm. learning how to step outside and the importance of creating a character that you're yes, actually, you a know. a persona. A persona. Um, the fact that it is not just about singing voice, that you're 360 degrees, people are looking at you, you've got all the things that we know as drama teachers. I was really, really enjoying it, but it was becoming harder and harder to be travelling, living out of a suitcase, and to be quite honest, um, I did an opera, Hansel and Gretel, with um, Singapore uh, Opera, and it was while there that my, my daughters had learnt to use the phone and <laughs> rang me to say, when are you coming home? <laughs> they'd go in and they'd dial up, you know, mummy. I'd, so, and I just thought, I can't, I can't do this. I can't you know, sustain it. I can't sustain it, can't sustain it. So I came and thought, right, that's it, what will I do? And I loved the teaching and I thought, right, never too late. So I went to Melbourne Uni and I did the dip ed. Okay. And um, funnily enough, 
it is kind of funny. On the last day, I discovered that someone I'd been at NIDA with, Gary Samelin, had also graduated oh, as well. So Gary was there too. Yes, and he so was in my year at NIDA. Absolutely. As well. <laughs> he he played in a band called Zydeco Jump. Now that was incredible because my drama teacher at Melbourne Uni, Richard Salas. Yes. What can you say? Well, there you are. There you are. You're right there at the centre. And he was inspirational, um, but more than that, concise, to the point, very clear about what we were, what we were doing. And it was very interesting because, I mean, I've had by that stage, you know, all sorts of different experiences in terms of theatre. Um, and, it was f and, and you began to realise that because you would be working with people who hadn't done, at that stage you could do drama as a method without mm -hmm. having done it as a, um, as a subject. So you would see the differences in how people would approach it and you began to realise what you'd picked up on the way, so to speak, you know. Yes, you and had quite a lot in your toolkit. Yes, a lot in your, that's a good way of putting it. And, um, and, how, and the things we would expect of young people and not expect of young people and the language that we use yes. and the approach that we take and how vulnerable they are and how we have to protect them, all of that. Yes. So um, my two methods were history and drama. So out on the road, you know, you, uh, very, very interesting doing the, doing the student rounds. It was very interesting being a student again informal study. Yes, it would be. Very, as, uh, yeah. As a slightly older... Oh, yes. Um, You're very kind. Um, yeah, but a slightly <laughs> older student yeah. being a student. So you put all that pressure on yourself of... Uh, and you're running a family. I had young kids in primary school, mm. you know, all of that. And... But that... That was... Um, it was also a great privilege in many ways. We're very lucky what we've got here in Australia because it was an opportunity for a year of my life to really reflect on practice, which we don't do when we are out there just doing it. We don't get time to reflect. No, you don't get a lot of time to reflect. No. We were talking about that earlier, mm. how, how much more limited any time like that is becoming mm. in the in very, very much so. Yeah. You know. And so. I remember at pa in Patch, and um, we would have dreaming days. Handspan had dreaming days. Um, it was very much, a, you know, the fabric back then in the nineties of musing over your practice, thinking about what mm. was your what was your basic premise for being there. What was your message? You know, how did you justify the funding that you were getting? In other words, that's right. And what direction mm. might you adopt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How were you needed? What what difference can you make? So that's that's a significant change in our area. Mm. Any other changes that you have noticed over over your time working in education, drama and education? It used to be. I can remember many years ago, it was less, it felt less that we had to justify our existence. It felt less that we actually had to say why the arts were really, really important. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I read was way back was Tony Blair's white paper on creativity in education, which talks about the arts and they, they had the data to show that it didn't matter what actual arts program you're in, whether it was music, dance, drama, um, <laughs> typical that they measure it this way, but that your results and all your other subjects massively improved as well. Yes. I was told that white paper didn't actually get published. Um, I mean, I, I got hold of a copy of it. 
Um, but it seems that may maybe when people told me it didn't get published, they were talking about the fact maybe it didn't get followed through on as much as one would yeah, have hoped. possibly. It mm. might have been tabled but not... Tabled it's, but it's not followed through. It's in that same world as Professor Ken Robinson's world where he, yes, I've read a few of his books. Yeah, has talked about the importance of, of creative learning you know, learning Abs in, that, in yeah. those spaces. Absolutely. And, and the different skills that are become embedded and the different um, things that are enhanced by learning in those areas. Well, they talk, I mean, we have all sorts of kind of, you know, the, the little messages like, well, you know, your, um, your engineering degree will get you the job, but your your experiences in, in um, the creative world, be it, uh, any kind of performance will get you the will get you the promotion. What they mean is, you know, yeah, um, it's thinking creatively about how you can enhance the world around you rather than just be part of it. You know. Yeah. Well, look, at, then, look at the way the world is now with social influences and entrepreneur courses and things. That's very much in mm. our grab bag. Mm. That you know, those those traits. Are in yeah. our world, you know, it's problem very solving absolutely and, and one of thinking the outside is thinking in a different paradigm and all of those things. And drama has been um, our world, you know, our education, drama education world has been cannibalized in many ways for that. <laughs> true, um, true. There's all sorts of courses, all sorts of companies out there using drama techniques to actually help people in the uh, in business to improve their performance and this the massive movement of well-being oh a yes. lot of the roots of that are in various drama exercises and experiences and structures you know that there, there are elements of that mm. in, in well-being and wellness and absolutely the whole positive psychology feeling the solutions focused mm. um, approach is all about yes we can sit and talk about the problem but what they're doing is they're finding actually that the results if you if you go yes okay there is a problem but if we just go what can we do now Yes. moving forward they find they're getting much better results it's quite interesting yeah which is, um, which is our world it's like we, we mm. have a limited amount of time we have to make some decisions and know, all the and things choices, we use, yeah. so let's just let's just move with it mm. and go with it i love talking to students after we've done a production or even a a classroom workshop and i say let's talk about the skills and knowledge you've developed, like use the terminology, uh, and they go, I go, well, let's think about it. What do you think you've earned? You wait. You know. Gradually, through discussion, they realise that they've actually learnt to, um, to start with seemingly nothing except themselves and a group of people. And by collaborating and learning how to collaborate and learning how to listen, learning how to talk through, uh, they're actually able to, to create something that wasn't there before. I say, look at what you've done. Yeah, it's quite magical. It's magic. You should feel really proud of yourself. I say, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. You came in here uh, with, with just ideas. You know, in, fact, in fact, you came in without them because you didn't know what you were going to be doing. Um, and off you started and it's wonderful to watch how they work through the difficulties and of course as the teacher you're there to guide 
you know. Um, and if there's personality uh, conflicts, which often there are, you know, let's talk through it. How can we work together? Yeah, Life is about like making it. It's like a little it. microcosm of the real world out Absolutely. There. And, you know, I think that our subject equips students to navigate those workplaces that they or learning spaces that they will encounter mm. later in life or even mm. family family dynamics family, you know, yeah absolutely it gives them a set of skills that they that are able to be applied to their real life in real mm. time you mm. know it's a good grab bag to have absolutely and talking to you were talking about uh, well-being and um, and then there's the mindfulness you know all of those things that we do to prepare for a performance, I say to them, these are the same strategies that you can do to prepare for exams. Mm. Um, mm. If you're having a really stressful time, family situation, friends, whatever, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> breathe. Breathe. Stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Just little steps Centre yourself. Don't let the feel the anxiety and just go, ah, I'm all right. I'm here. Know, and acknowledge also not denying it, acknowledging yes, I am anxious, mm. but um, this is the reason I'm anxious, and that's totally okay. It's mm. this is normal to be anxious b because I'm about to go onto a stage in front of 200 people, and mm. you know, and and I'll be very exposed. But but just going through it quietly and and steadily. Um, I've always speaking said we about that. Yeah lows and highs in your career and you can start with a low or you could start with a high you could you could take us wherever you, you oh. want us to go <laughs> right um i think a high um was i won't i won't mention the, the the school but it was one of the first contracts that i'd taken on before you know when you're first starting out as a teacher yeah and uh it was a it was a drama contract and it was in an outer suburb of Melbourne, in, in an area I didn't know very well, uh, very low socioeconomic, yeah. three, three, sometimes four generations on, um, on welfare. Mm -hmm. uh, I must have been about, I think, the fourth or the fifth drama teacher they'd had almost in a term. Yeah. And the original drama teacher was on stress leave. So it was never going to be an ongoing position. It was always going to be contract because the teacher was on stress leave. At some point, hopefully, that person will come back. Um, and the deputy principal had been desperately trying to get this production of DAGs on with a group of students who just really, really wanted to, to do a play. Really wanted. But... Um, they were, they'd had a whole series of different drama teachers. Uh, it just wasn't happening, but they were still trying to turn up and te you know, direct themselves, all of that. There was one young girl playing the main character who, she really was quite something, because she would keep on rehearsing and yet her friends would be sitting there on stage doing their nails, eating their lunch, you know, whatever. Incredible. Just not yeah. quite aware of the, of the theatre etiquette in the way that you and I might think would be the way that you, yeah. Uh, and so, um, I was rehearsing. I noticed there was one boy who seemed to be a little at odds with the whole group. And what actually happened was the deputy principal heard him talking uh, to a group of guys about 
how he had uh, broken a number of the drama teachers and he was going to wreck this production too. Oh, okay. It was very interesting. Nice little um, insight there. Yeah, that she, found, she heard that. <laughs> anyway, so she had a chat to him and said, maybe it would be better if you didn't join the group. Maybe if you left. Anyway, once he'd gone, the dynamic changed and it, it was like, we actually have permission to, f to do this. And they would say to me, you are going to stay, aren't you? You're going to stay till we can get it done. Well, the high of that was seeing the parents and friends in the auditorium watch that production, knowing what they'd gone through to get there. Yes. The extra high was because I just was filled with admiration for this young girl. I won't, her circumstances were extraordinarily difficult, mm -hmm. you know, extraordinarily difficult. Uh, she had no support network really in terms of her aspirations, in terms of drama, theatre, whatever might have, she might have been hoping for. So I wrote an application for the Melbourne Theatre Company. Um, they have that, um, that kind of fellowship, that group. Where the they ambassadors. That's the, yeah, yes. It wasn't called that then, I think. But it was, it was, it was that, that idea of you could come along for a um, week in the holidays and have total immersion in Melbourne Theatre Company. Brilliant. And so she, she got one. She was like, nothing like that had happened in her life before. And she was gobsmacked. And I came to school and the deputy principal said to me, X wants to have a little chat. She's, she's a kind of a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> and she said, I... I don't even know how to get the train into Melbourne. Ah. And I said, will you be okay? And because uh, it was going to be every day from about nine till five. And I mean, she, just think about what she was going to experience at Melbourne Theatre Company. I mean, getting to talk to set designers and lighting designers and- Walk around in And that to walk around in that environment and just go, it's real, it, it's you know. Tangible. It can, it's tangible. It's tangible, this happens, you know. Mm. That was huge. And that's when I think um, the transformative power of drama, drama in education, what we do as drama teachers, wow, what was, that was really something. It was really, really something. Because this was, uh, and when I did leave, I mean, it, such were the circumstances, it was a very, very difficult place to stay. And I, I just knew for me personally, I wouldn't, and it was a long way from home yes. to travel, a long way yes. from home to keep it up. But, um, that that little group said, thank you so much and we're just going to try and hang in there. We're just going to try and do another one because we've proven that we can. You can do it and they could yes. see it now. Yeah, they felt, yeah. Heard. yeah. they felt heard. They felt heard. And uh, mm. valued. And valued. And what a remarkable way to be able to create a team that's able to achieve something together and support each other. Mm. So value, heard um, and... Um, validated, validated that their ideas were worth listening to and that they're right to put something on and not have to accept the bad behaviour of some of the people. The fact that the deputy principal had stepped in and removed the person who was yes, deliberately... Yes, yeah. sort of given them, acknowledged mm. their, yeah. Their, yeah, their right. That was amazing. It was really, that was great. <laughs> Another high. Oh no, go for a low. Oh, I'll have to, try. I'm trying to think, think of a low. You may not have a low, like... I tend to be very um, positive, do you know what I mean? Okay. So I'm trying to, I think the lows would be, um, well, I, okay, there was one school where um, 
it was so necessary to have a drama program. There was a drama program, but it wasn't resourced. Okay. That's when I think you feel very disheartened. Yeah, it's when very, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Happening. And you are like, okay, use the hall, but the hall's used for everything else as well. Mm. Exams, um, Pilates classes, whatever they decide that they want to use. Mm. So you have nowhere to store your stuff. You don't have a home. A you don't have a home, home. no. So I think uh, every, uh, every drama teacher's delight is to go, that's my space and that's my storage cupboard, that's my costume cupboard, you know, yes. I mean, I can do what I want to yeah, do. We're, we're a little bit territorial. <coughs> <coughs> yeah. Well, we have to be because resources are so hard to grab and we know we're going to need them, we're going we're to use them again. Yeah. I think that's when I've been disheartened, when you might be... So it's not one particular incident. It's more when you're sitting in a staff room and people make the usual joke, oh, well, you drama teachers are whatever it happens to be, yeah. dot, 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 and you think, you don't get it. You really don't <laughs> know what we do. Um, and yet, you know, it's kind of funny because I'll say to... Um, those who are higher up the food chain when they go, oh, no, we can't, can't give you X or Y, whatever it is that you've actually asked for. And I know as, as um, you gain more power as you go up the food chain yourself. So as head of a department, I now go, okay, I understand. But whenever you want to advertise a school, you want the dance performance, you want the drama, yes, you talk, you talk about the productions that get put on. They're your marketing tools, absolutely. I haven't seen you bringing out the maths department to sing Fortran or, you know, <laughs> or the history to wonderful, wonderful work as they do. Just acknowledge what we do. Acknowledge yeah. the impact that we have on the community, the whole community. That's you right, know? beyond the school. We're one of those departments that actually has a great deal of influence and uh, spill out into the broader community. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we haven't got too much longer left, but mm. in the, the little time we have, what do you attribute your longevity in the um, area of drama and education to? How have you hung in there? Have <laughs> I hung in there? Um, I it's going to sound a bit strange. I, I just love to. I love to make a difference. I love. It's a word that gets overused, but um, empowerment. I really mean it. To see the difference we can make. That's our reward. Yes. That is absolutely our reward. To know that, um, I mean, I've heard um, teachers when they, you know, they get a little tired, they get a bit jaded, they talk about Groundhog Day, blah, blah, you know, all of that. Um, it's never like that for me. And it's never like that for the, for the really, the inspirational drama, theatre, math, science, whatever teacher they happen to be. There is that acknowledgement that we learn as much as they learn through mm. that interaction with the young people. Um, it's never Groundhog Day. It's always a young person struggling to come to terms with life, with um, what, what is my place here? Is there a place for me here? Yes. Um, and that can be incredibly frightening. You know, Camus said, you know, there's only one question, whether to live or kill yourself. Oh, that's he did. Yeah. And for young people, I see them, they, what, they often will, will joke with me, oh, well, you know, what is it, you know, you just, it's like death and taxes or what are you supposed to do, just grow up and have a mortgage and have children and do the same things as our parents? And I go, no, live, yes. be a humanist. 
what is there out there that you can discover? What's the world like that, that um, hasn't seen or heard your idea yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're special. Any possibility. Any. So it's that, it's that wonderful, wonderful um, connection that you can make when um, the students know you respect them and then they respect you for respecting them. Yes, you know, I think that's very true. Much and so. also the, the work that you offer to mm. them, you know, is and provides always, yeah. challenges and gives them an opportunity to broaden their knowledge or their understanding of And I think drama teachers have... Um, yes, we have a way of uh, what we do. Um, we make it relevant. I really don't know any drama teachers who don't constantly bring what we're doing in the classroom relate, relate it back to real life in terms of the outside world, mm. what's happening in the outside world, you know, the disempowered, the disenfranchised. We're dealing with that all the time. Yes, we do deal with the big, big ideas, mm. don't we? Yeah. Often. Absolutely. You think, I mean, just take a term now, you know, teaching theatre studies in um, um, Unit 4, and we've been looking at... Um, our toes, the inner of cruelty, you know, and Brecht, epic theatre, mm. um, um, and Beckett, theory of the absurd. Big, big issues. I mean, I'm watching those faces of the kids as they, as um, they're watching, there's a little clip that I show them that was a wonderful, wonderful, it's, um, I think it's making stages where they, they talk about um, why theatre of the absurd began and how it's a reaction to what life was like after the world wars and, right. the, and, the, and the atom bomb and they go, because that's not part of their lives at the moment, you know, they didn't yes. go up with that. That's very, but very for them, distant history. Very for distant them. history, but for them to realise, oh wow, how would you feel? But you only have to show them um, pictures of Hiroshima and then pictures of Aleppo, you know, in Syria now and go, Hey, how do you think those people are feeling? Yes. What 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 would keep them surviving? What is it? What makes where's us their, keep on trying? Where's their hope? Yeah. Mm. And, and their they get voice. it. Their voice, and they get it. Climate change, all the big issues. It's going to take uh, a great deal of creativity to uh, to solve some of these. Um, and maybe those kids are in our classrooms. Mm. Being I say to them with the, the skills. Yeah, I know. I say to the them because I teach <laughs> I teach theory of knowledge as well, which is an IB subject, and uh, and I say to them, guys, the future's you. It, the future is. is you. It what is. what? And they go, what? Oh, yeah, but we got. I go, oh yeah, you've got power, all right. You've got a lot of power. You are the voice of the future. You're the consumers of the future. The taxpayers you know? of the, the future. The taxpayers of the future. And uh, we need you, so what, what are you going to do? I said, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to make a change, really hard to make a difference, but start thinking about that now, you know? What are you going to do? So when you ask me why I hang in there, that's why, because I, I really love it. I think it, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd be sad to stop. Probably won't. <laughs> I don't think you will either. <laughs> Kristen Angertel. Thank you. A mama legend. Thank you. Thank you. Robin Kay, one, two. <laughs> <laughs>